This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, EABL, and Capital FM. Welcome to Season 3 of the iMarket Podcast. The theme of this season is around leveraging technology to put the consumer first. My name is Waidera Kabiru, also known as a Digital Diva, and I will be your host for this episode. In this episode, we talk about marketing technology and how brands can tap into the benefits of AI and machine learning effectively. We'll be hosting Jose Gonzalez, the Managing Director East Africa of AdDynamo. AdDynamo is an exclusive media sales partner for Twitter, Meta, Snapchat, Yahoo, and Spotify in Africa. They have been in the market for over 10 years and truly understand the nuances across various countries in Africa. With the rise of AI and ML, advertising is set to get even more interesting, and we wanted to know firsthand from Jose where the opportunities lie for brands to leverage these technologies to delight consumers and drive efficiencies. A bit about Jose. As a managing director across East Africa for AdDynamo, Jose Gonzalez is responsible for all digital work streams, deliverables, and management of the AdDynamo suite of platforms and networks. He has been in digital media for the past 15 years, working for global companies across Africa and Europe. He's very accustomed to the demands of top-tier clientele as well as their needs, from digital media strategy, conceptualization, as well as implementation. Welcome, Jose, to the iMarketing Podcast. So good to have you. And congratulations in your new role as Managing Director of Dynamo East Africa. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this conversation because it's going to touch on new and emerging technologies or some that are already there and how we can apply that, you know, in what we do around Africa. So, Jose, you've been in the industry for many years and have a wealth of knowledge in, you know, the media planning and buying space across um, East Africa. What excites you most about AI and machine learning? Firstly, thank you for having me here. Um I think what excites me the most is just how easy it's going to make our lives. And there are different facets, especially from a marketing, overall marketing perspective that AI has touched and has continued to enhance our, um, let's call it ways of working within the marketing field. Um, I think we, just to look at the different pillars in which um, AI and machine learning has has assisted us as marketers is when it comes to personalization. Now, one of the things that marketers always refer to is how can we efficiently speak to our consumers? How can we speak to our consumers in a tone that they are just better suited to them? And I think with AI and machine learning, what it does is that it enables real-time generation of content. It allows real-time generation or optimization of that particular content, even from a creative perspective as well as from a narrative perspective. So we are able to, using AI and the technology that, uh, that it brings, being able to more effectively communicate with our audiences um, and then also continuously enhance that let's call it a uh, first touch point as we continue getting uh, user data and and let's just take a step back what exactly is machine learning so in a nutshell uh, machine learning is using data in order to enhance and better the overall experience 
Okay. So as an example, if um, I as a consumer am interested in, let's call it the BMW brand, or for the sake of this discussion, um, a Johnny Walker brand, okay. right? I as an individual know that I am going to be online um, during my free time, during my lunch, um, most likely um, after work, um, on my way home. And using machine learning, the algorithm would take my user behavior and know exactly when to talk to me, how to talk to me, and what narrative to use in order for me to engage. So in a nutshell, machine learning takes my user behavior and it would use that information to better communicate with me. Okay, and then how does that differ from AI? So artificial intelligence, it takes it a step further. Okay. So as an example, machine learning looks at my habits. Okay. Artificial intelligence takes it a step further by looking at my interests. Okay. It looks at, um, as an example, what am I doing, but also how am I doing it? Why am I doing it? What is happening within either my vertical or with me personally? That, And using that information, artificial intelligence would then better communicate with me. So it's just taking it a step further, making it more personal. Okay. And when we speak about personalization, I'm sure you've heard people saying, you know, is the internet listening to my phone conversations? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, I was online searching for X and then suddenly now I'm just being bombarded or yeah. followed with ads. Is that what AI and ML do? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. So I, I think let me first address um, your first point on us as consumers thinking that the internet is listening. So <clears throat> the short answer is yes. And we don't realize it, but it's happening. We, we're almost uh, immune to it. It's become that part of our um, daily lives. We have things such as um, tools and um, technology such as Siri on your Apple phone, Bixby on your Samsung phone. When you want to voice search <clears throat> for anything within Google, that is all listening tools so by understanding that listening is picking up on key words and i know this is going to sound like an seo conversation but it's to an extent not in a nutshell the internet is listening but it's taking those keywords and those um, long tail keywords and then using that information to give you exactly what it is that you want so it's all around personalization I cannot stress this enough. It is all around personalization. And personalization is great, but I'm sure brands are wondering, how do you do it at scale? Right? How do yeah. you be able to reach, you know, that you know, we're all going after mass reach, mm -hmm. but how do we get personalization at scale? How do these tools help us get there? So I think where the AI technology is leading us to is personalization at scale. So okay. as an example, one of the biggest problems that we have as, as marketers is that we are clustering individuals based on, let me give you a real world example. I am interested in the BMW brand, but I might be interested in the X5. As a BMW brand, they would never know that I'm interested in an X5 unless they are uh, pushing out communication that is speaking to that. Um, where AI would take it a step further is I'm interested in the BMW brand, again, personalization, interested in the BMW brand, I'm interested in the X5, I'm interested in the color white, 
I'm interested in a four-wheel drive. I know that um, AI would inform the brand that I have a family of two girls. And this would mean that from a customization perspective of the X5, this is what they would recommend. So this is the level of detail that AI is bringing to personalization. And where is all that data coming from? So before, you know, as media people, we're reliant on third-party cookie data. Yeah. So now where is AI picking all this data from? So as you might know, um, we are moving, well, hopefully soon. Um, Google has yet to confirm. We've, we've been saying, <laughs> they've been saying that for years. For years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, end of cookie data. But um, so we are moving away from cookie data being stored within your browser right. or on your local machine to um, web-based data storage. Right, now... With a web-based data storage, it means that the information lasts longer. It means unless there is a server purge of information, your data will remain there and it's still relevant. Okay, Our user habits do not change to an extent that uh, I'm moving from being interested in um, NCBA to now interested in online banking and, and, and I don't want a local bank at all. So because there isn't that huge variation of uh, my user behavior, the data will always be true to a certain extent. Okay. So now that we have a very trustworthy source of information, AI can leverage off that information, okay. um, which means that the information that is being passed through to either the platform that you're doing your media buying in or to the um, DMP of choice of the brand, the information will always be relevant. Okay. So what specifically, sh you know, should advertisers be looking to leverage off AI to enhance their, you know, the way they connect with consumers? Um, I know advertisers are always looking for efficiencies. Mm -hmm. How can AI deliver that? So when it comes to efficiencies, I'm, I'm going to speak specifically on efficiencies and uh, within um, the advertising realm. Yeah. Now, efficiency means that, and I'll give you a real world example. We analyze data on a almost um, weekly basis because we know that we need at least a week's worth of data to know that that data is relevant. The data pool means that we can actually start making um, de uh, business decisions. And that is when we, it's only at that point, after a week's worth of data that we are then able to uh, make decisions, right? With AI, it analyzes that data and optimizes on the fly. What it means is that from a, an efficiency perspective, there is less human intervention. That campaigns, as an example, are being optimized based on what I want the end goal to be, okay. which means that we can reach the end goal much quicker. It means that we are saving valuable uh, US dollars on media spend. Right. And it means that we can extend our goals, business goals, as well as digital objectives, even further. If we have a goal of, let's say, 10x on our, let's call it audience reach, we can now turn 10x into 20, 30, 40. The opportunities are almost endless. Okay. And artificial intelligence would allow us to actually reach that point of, um, of marketing. Okay. So let's talk about some real life, you know, use cases in AI in action, particularly what you've been able to see um, that, you know, through your organization at Dynamo. Can you share anything specific um, that you've seen in action in Africa that we can relate to? So I, I think I'm going to answer that question by telling you what we are currently working on. Okay. Right. So 
we know that there are three particular pillars within a user that would dictate how we actually communicate with them. Okay. The first is um, their interest. Um, the second is the brand affinity that they have. And the third, actually uh, quite popular within East Africa and especially Kenya, is what type of influencer are they getting all of their information from? Now, taking that into consideration, um, we know that we have AI tools that would allow us to create an image, text to image. We know that there are AI tools where we can determine what a particular user's interests are. And then we have uh, a very well-known um, influencer tool currently that is uh, within the market that would allow us to ascertain which are the top um, influencers uh, within this particular vertical. Now, taking all of that uh, different technology into, um, into consideration, we are currently working on a white-labeled platform, which we are going to be hopefully sending out quite soon to, to different agencies and brands, um, if they are interested, which would allow any particular creative to be produced on the fly and tailored towards the consumer. Now, I'm going to give you a very uh, silly example, but it uh, brings across uh, the technology uh, quite easily. Um, imagine you are interested in um, a brand such as uh, Coca-Cola, right? And um, you are Catholic, which means that you have very close ties to the Pope. And um, you are following a very well-known influencer. For the sake of this uh, discussion, I won't be specific on names. Um, imagine seeing on Facebook an ad of the Pope drinking a Coke, having a conversation with an influencer that you are following. And the messaging is specific to you. What it would mean is that a particular brand can communicate to you how you want to be communicated based on your interests. And most importantly, the click-through rates or the engagement rates are going to be so high because it's what it is that you want to see. It's engaging with you when you want to be engaged and is speaking to you in the way you want to be spoken to. So using AI, again, coming back to, um, to personalization, um, that's a tool that we are currently uh, currently working on, and I will. You'll be the first to know. As soon <laughs> Thank as Thank you. Launches. Looking forward to that. And it's interesting that you you brought in the influencer piece into, you know, this whole thing because we know that people believe other people, mm -hmm. and they may not necessarily believe brands all the time. And I think that's why influencer marketing has become so powerful. Yeah. But um, my question, now just bringing the whole AI influence there, how can influencers leverage the power of AI, especially in this market in East Africa and Africa, where while influencer content and influencers are on the rise, mm -hmm. I think there's still another level that influencer marketing needs to get to for it to really be efficient and effective for brands yeah. to leverage. Yeah. So specifically on, on influencers, I think where influencers would be able to leverage off um, AI technology is that they'd be able to get much more user data. Okay. Meaning, as an example, if, if I'm an influencer and I have a particular tone, I, have, uh, I shoot my content in a particular, I'm a brand, essentially. What it would mean is that I now will be able to get more enhanced user information, which I can then use to dictate the type of content that I am pushing out. Essentially what it would mean is that by using AI, influencers has an opportunity to grow their audience. They will also be able to know on which platforms that I can leverage off using AI technology. 
to grow my audience following even faster. Also, um, using AI technology, you'd be um, an influencer would be able to um, to ascertain is this the correct type of content I need to be pushing out now? Mm. Should I be focusing on again what is happening locally or internationally, mm. and how can I use that information to better communicate with my audience? So. I wouldn't see it as um, from an influencer perspective. I wouldn't see AI as um, trying to replace me, mm. as an example. It's more using the technology that I'd be able to leverage off to grow me as a brand, um, my followership, my engagement rates, my total amount of engagements. Interesting. So I'm hearing you saying it would enable them to make better data-driven decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, not be tone deaf to be, you know, to just basically get insights about what's working and improve their content and ability to reach people, you know, reach their audiences in a more personal manner. That's interesting. And speaking about, you know, jobs, is which jobs is I going to wipe out? <laughs> that, that's a million dollar question everybody's ask, asking. So let me ask you that as well. Look, who should be worried? You, you know, when um, myself as as a marketing leader and expert, as soon as AI started um, becoming more prevalent, my immediate thoughts went to, oh, goodness, is this going to replace Jose? And after getting to know and getting to, well, getting to know AI, the technology itself, um, using the technology, I've actually realized that AI is not here to replace me. AI is here to help me do a better job. So as an example, um, when I am when I need to do a particular strategy for a particular brand across a, uh, with um, sorry across maybe different verticals or a specific vertical, I would be able to use AI to get a better understanding of that vertical without having to make five phone calls, send out ten emails, speak to a third party that has access to this particular data, and what would have taken a week or two weeks to do a proper strategy is now taking me one, two days. What it means is that as a marketer, I am now leveraging artificial intelligence to assist me to do my job more efficiently. I am also raising the bar in terms of quality. My clients now know that if they should ask me for any bit of information, um, that that information has never been available to them, I am now able to provide that information and more, um, giving my clients further insights, making them aware of whatever nuances is happening at this particular time. And that in itself um, has um, enabled me to do a much better job, to offer a much um, better service, a much um, higher level of service yeah. uh, to my clients. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, I, I hear, especially for knowledge workers, that productivity pieces is, is something AI is, is going to be able to deliver. But what about for creatives? You know, mm-hmm. um, you've seen a lot of, you know, artwork being developed by AI. What does that mean for, you know, designers, animators, create, you know, basically the creative industry? Well, I, I think the, the biggest point that, um, that is where AI is affecting uh, creatives is from a cost perspective. So as a way I see the, um, the biggest gain for a creative, as, let's call it a creative agency, um, utilizing AI, especially speech-to-image to um, AI, they are going to be saving so much money on firstly sourcing the creative content, 
Um, they're going to save so much time on actually developing the creative content. Um, and they'd be able to use all of those, using AI from a creative perspective, and we all know that this is currently quite a big issue in Kenya, is getting the creative out efficiently and on time. Why did you call out Kenya? <laughs> Tell us. The, the, the marketing what, is, what has been your experience with creative delivery? Um, with, with, without being too direct. Uh, <laughs> be direct. And the, and the industry is quite small, so I need to be very careful <laughs> of what I say. You don't have to name any names. But no, what have you seen? What, has, what have been the challenges? The, the biggest challenge has <clears throat> been from brief to conceptualization to actual creative rollout. Yeah. AI will assist from, con from um, brief to rollout it does the conceptualization piece automatically. Because you'd be able to, as from a creative perspective, tell artificial intelligence, this is what I want. And what you want from a creative agency is already briefed to you by client. So from that perspective, what would have taken two weeks, three weeks, is now again taking a week. And the longest part I feel from during that entire process is going to be advertiser approving the content because the amount of content you can now produce within the same period of time is going to be triple, quadruple what you have been doing currently. But let's go back to the briefing. You know, they say garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, let, let's call it a spirit speed. Our, you know, the brief, you know, mm -hmm. the way briefs are written, um, not, you know, in various industries, is not always adequate yeah. to a point where when you see the finished work, I question, I'm like, what was the brief in the first place? Mm -hmm. So how can AI also help brands write better briefs? So I think it all depends on who is adopting AI technology first. So you have your brand and then you have your, your agency, as an example. Right. Now, if brand is adopting AI quicker than what agency is, and if that's the case, that's a big problem. But if that is the case, AI would be able to assist brand in delivering better briefs, more um, in-detail briefs. Mm -hmm. Because now, from a brand perspective, you'd be able to align your digital output based on your business objective. Right. And because you are using AI, you are being more in detail to how to achieve your brand objective via your digital communication, as all via your marketing communication. Sorry. Right. So taking taking that into consideration, briefs are the level and detail of briefs are automatically going to go up a couple of levels, because now I am being extremely granular in my brief. It is directly speaking to what I need to achieve from a business perspective. And as soon as an agency, uh, whichever um, entity receives that brief, they know exactly what to do. So there's efficiencies across the board. Um, and because of that efficiency, it saves time. It means that if something is not working um, in that brief, you can quickly, while you are being, you are agile enough to make um, any particular decisions on the fly. Yeah. I certainly hope that's, you know, what we'll be able to see and <laughs> yeah. um, as we roll out AI. 
Okay, so speaking of content creation or content development, then how, how does AI or even machine learning help with now optimization of that content? Because again, at the end of the day, optimized content is usually cheaper for media to run, isn't mm -hmm. it? You get your efficiencies. And from an effectiveness point of view, it would have more impact to the end user. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's, you also need to look at what the current process is from a content and creative perspective and how artificial intelligence would be able to make it more efficient. So as a marketer, <clears throat> as soon as a campaign starts rolling out, right, you then start analyzing the data. As soon as you start analyzing the data from a creative perspective, you then understand what is working and what is not. Generally, you have between three, four, five different pieces of content that you are um, punting to the industry or to the market um, at, at a particular time. And based on the creative performance, you would then get a better understanding of this is resonating with my audience and this is not. So what should, what should you be looking for as a marketer to understand if it's working or not? It all depends on what your objective is. Okay. So as an example, if I'm doing a brand awareness campaign mm -hmm. um, with that particular objective, I'd be looking at how many eyeballs is actually seeing my content. Okay. I want as many people to see my content and to know my brand as possible. Right. And you would um, gain, the, well, you would understand the performance based on the amount of impressions that are being served, again, from a digital perspective, amount of impressions that is being served, the CPM rate that I'm achieving, cost per mole, um, cost per thousand impressions. Okay. Um, and that is from that objective, you would then get, you would see okay, this particular creative is is everybody loves this one. Yeah. Then from and like, how long should you wait once you start running? Is it after three days, a week, a month? Without so, if you are only implementing artificial intelligence from a creative perspective, anything between three days and a week, business week, okay. would suffice. Okay. However, and however, if you are implementing AI from a campaign perspective. Anything more than two days is sufficient. Okay. Again, this is what AI brings to the party in terms of efficiency. It means that it can be extremely granular in its in its data um, and analysis. Um, but it, uh, specifically on creative, right? As soon as you have that data information, you'd be able to then using AI create or um, yeah construct creatives on the fly, meaning. This is my input. This is what I need. This creative is working. Give me two or three versions of this which is working, which means that you are giving your audience what they want, what resonates with them. Right, right. Interesting. You've shared, you know, a, a lot of information around AI. Could you tell us what, what do you do personally to stay current on these, you know, new and emerging technologies? What advice would you give to, you know, not just a young upcoming marketer but even experienced marketers on staying on top of things yeah so this is something that i've been um doing for as long as i can remember and i make extensive use of google alerts so as an example um via google alerts i would ask google to pop me an email as soon as within this particular market within this particular field this keyword is um, is tagged or hit. Um, Google Alerts would then send me email me a list of five six different links to the information that I actually want. To give you a, a very simple example, if within a Google Alerts uh, I entered or ask Google, listen Google, I want to be told as soon as 
the VAT percentage increases in, in Kenya. What Google Alerts would do is that it would scour the internet uh, or the content within Kenya, specific to Kenya, and looking for these particular keywords. And it would immediately send me an email on, well, based on the frequency that I want, it would send me um, an email on the most latest link to the content that I'm looking for. Right. Now, this is what I use from an AI perspective across creative, across AI as a whole, machine learning. Oh, there's so many different uh, AI lists that I currently have, but that is what I use to stay current. I don't know when the content is going to come out. So I leverage off a Google, um, Google's algorithm to send me the information when I want it as frequently as what I want it. That's very smart. I use Google Alerts, but not to that extent. So uh, I'll definitely be adjusting my keyword searches. Okay, so if we think about the application of AI in our African markets, which I, I believe is still in you know the early stages, um, what do we need to do to make sure that the platforms we're using you know, around uh, generative AI are relevant to what our audiences, what our consumers, what our brands need here in Africa? I think what we first need to ascertain is how how can AI be applied to our daily lives, and there, there needs to be as you know as marketers we know that there needs to be demand, and then supply. And currently, AI is at that point of there is a demand, but currently not that much supply. Mm. Um. As an example, we all want to buy 4K TVs, mm -hmm. you know, up to 4K resolution. But is there enough 4K content? Mm. You know, it begs the question of, am I actually, or what is the point of buying this? Is it a, right. van is it a vanity purchase? Right. You know, so using that type of analogy or reference point, we all want to use AI. But how is it being implemented? We all have these amazing ideas, but how do we bring it to fruition? So, I know I'm I'm, I'm being very gen, uh, generic or general in my in my in my response, but the the crux of the of the matter is with artificial intelligence is that if we are not utilizing artificial intelligence well um, and responsibly, the demand for AI is never going to be quelled, is never going to be satisfied. And technology needs to, or the output of the technology, needs to um, advance to the point where we can actually see the efficient benefits. And believe it or not, AI is not only restricted to the digital you know, realm. You know? Um, things such as uh, banks are using it for fraud detection. Mm. Um, as an example, right, and it all got to, it all has to do with, you know, efficient usage of AI technology in our daily lives that would be able to supply the demand. Okay, it, it reminds me just going back, um, probably I don't know many many years ago, where Google in Kenya uh, used to pay content creators like newsrooms. Mm -hmm to create content so that they could be local content. When you went online and Googled, you know, this is probably like 20 years ago, mm. and Googled Kenyan news, um, then nothing would really come up. You'd be redirected to an international site. 
So at that time, Google actually went to a lot of the publishers in Kenya and said, um, let's partner so you can create content and put it online. Mm -hmm. Because most of the publishers of the newsrooms were offline. They were on radio, they were on TV, they were on print. They hadn't prioritized going online. Yeah. Is that something that we need, like, is... Is that something like we need to do as well in Africa? What, you know, deliberate efforts do we need to make so that it's contextually it's relevant for us? I think the um, and this is speaking purely on a content uh, perspective. Yeah. If you must go onto TikTok currently, the amount of Kenyan TikTok content creators is extremely small, but the amount of Kenyan users on TikTok is extremely high. Okay. Now, using AI technology, and I'm just talking from a content creation perspective, I don't want to use the word influencers here, but we are all content creators. Yeah. Um, using AI to push out content more efficiently, but also more relevant, would be able to, again, supply the Kenyan users with Kenyan content. Okay. So now the content that is being pushed to these platforms using artificial intelligence technology is going to be relevant. And the the content is just going to be, I mean, if we use AI technology efficiently and to our, um, to our betterment, we'd be able to actually see what we want to see. I've got zero interest, and I, I'm a South African living in Kenya, but I've got zero interest in seeing American content. I want to see Kenyan content. And using AI technology would be able to, would allow me to actually see what I want. Yeah. Because the content creators would be able to put out content faster. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we've talked about all the benefits of AI, you know, for the, for media, for advertising, for brands. Um, but what are the potential risks you see around AI, especially because it's still a platform in its early stages. We don't know, you know, what risks or opportunities yeah. are there? <laughs> So, what comes to mind? So, as an example, we all we are all familiar with ChatGPT. Yes. Know? Now, Chat ChatGPT is a AI technology that is going to give you information based on your input. So the output is based on the input, yeah. which is all user or human initiated. Yes. If we aren't careful with our inputs. Lord knows what we're going to get as an output. So we need to be extremely responsible in the type of questions that we are asking based on the answers that you want. So there needs to be very, very clear lines of, you know, being responsible um, and also to an extent just using common sense when it comes to using AI technology. And speaking of input, is it a risk where maybe you'd be putting in maybe your brand or you represent an organization and you're putting in content that is confidential. Maybe yes. It's your business plan. Exactly. Is that a risk? Definitely. Who, who will is. get that information? So this is, uh, for, for those of you who do not know, um, AI is to an extent just a very advanced machine that is learning based on what you feed it. If you are feeding information that is confidential information, you are making that information available for somebody else, even your competitor, um, available to see based on their input. 
<clears throat> so ah. your input is going to be turning into might be turning into somebody else's output. I see. So, That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, as um, you know, representing a dynamo, I do not want to ask AI. Oh, please tell me how to. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find us an example. Yes, um, I'm not going to ask AI or Chat ChatGPT my input to be. Um, can you please tell me how I can increase my salary of X? to salary of why i don't want anybody to know that information right i also don't want to ask ai to do something that i'm supposed to do for my um for my clients to an extent or being client specific because my clients competitors can then so how do you make sure your employees if you know your business owner your employees are not going into chat gpt and putting in company confidential information to help them do their work better so that's the risk yeah <laughs> <laughs> we talked to legal about that yeah um yeah as <laughs> as an organization we need to be um we need to be responsible and we need to educate um our team members yeah. uh, we need to educate the industry on how to use chat gpt responsibly yeah um a lot of big organizations are creating their own company specific chat gpt because they know that the information any confidential information will stay within the company. Yeah. Um you do not want to run that risk at all. And um if you if you go that route of creating your own internal chat GPT or text um AI technology is going to assist as an organization to keep confidential and st- what needs to stay confidential. Correct. Yeah. All right. That's it from me. Thank you so much um Jose. It's been a really interesting discussion. I've definitely learned a lot. So let's drink to that. Santisana. Cheers. <laughs> this is the iMarket podcast brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, EABL and Capital FM.